Hi there, I'm Lindsay Schwann. I'm Kelly Franks. And this is Permission to Explore, the podcast. We're combining our three decades in the fitness industry, decade in the wellness and coaching industry, and our lifetimes of spiritual and self-development journey to support you in making yourself a priority in your own life. This podcast is a combination of health science, brain science, mindset magic, and fun all rolled into one and gives you permission to explore you. What drives you? What do you truly want for your life? How can you make that happen? What's really holding you back? If you're tired of the people pleasing, overdoing, overcommitting, and the exhaustion that comes from it all, If you're wanting more time for yourself, more joy, more peace in your life, then stick with us. We're here for you. This is Permission to Explore, the podcast, and we're glad you're here. Now let's explore. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's episode 10. Episode 10. What? I know, right? It's crazy. It's time, time, it keeps moving, Kel. Yep, true. True. (laughs) This week for this episode, we are diving into our, our fun pillar, our play pillar, that part where we want to help you experience more joy in life. And we're going to discuss um, some of the biggest things that keep us from experiencing that joy and that play. And the funny thing is that oftentimes we say, you know, I want to have more fun. All I do is work. All I do is put out fires or all of that, those stories. And meanwhile, while we say we want more fun or more joy, we don't actually allow ourselves to experience that fun or joy. So we are going to discuss some of those some of those very obstacles, the things that are keeping us from experiencing that fun, that joy, that play. Kel, you want to kick it off? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> as soon as you said this, the first thing that came to my mind was sometimes the thing that holds me back from having fun or playing or whatever, being joyful is fear of what other people are going to think of me. I that, know that you, I mean, you know, that's a big thing for me, right? That, that I've worked through. This is part of the people pleasing. That's how it right. shows up for me is what will other people think? Should I say no? Should, right? right, right. So. Yeah, can can I'm sure you're I'm certain you are not alone on that. No. And I, you know, I I mean obviously I know better. I work through it. But there are times when, you know, when I'm out with my son and he wants to play or he wants me to do something that maybe I'm like, I don't know, and I'm looking around to see what other adult could be watching me. Which, at the end of the day, who gives a flying flip? Um, (laughs) So that is one thing that I know that I work through sometimes when 
you know, when, like when I'm at the park with my son and he wants me to go down the slide and I'm like, uh, <laughs> he wants to play dinosaurs or yeah. Or he wants to chase zombies or whatever it is. Um, so th- there is that little moment where I might pause and be like, I don't know. And then I realize, you know what? That's really stupid <laughs> because he, he's having fun with me. I should be embracing the fact that he even wants to play with me and is not telling me to go sit down, which happens. <laughs> he's like, yeah, when there's a lot of kids at the park, he's like, mom, you go sit down. He doesn't want anything to do with me. So I really should embrace when he wants me to play along with him. Four going on 14. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, 19. That's what he tells people when they ask how old you are. He says 19. I love it. I love it. He's the exact same age as Hannah. Uh, right. It's the same age as his big sister. Um, but I love that you say that because, you know, there's this, I can't help myself. Here's a little brain science. Um, <laughs> that That survival part of our brain, that reptilian part of the brain, the habit part of our brain, that, that fear of what other people think is very basic instinct for us because way, way back in the day, if the tribe, if you weren't accepted by the tribe, you were shunned and you would not survive, right? If you were not allowed to stay in the pack, to stay in the tribe, like your your very survival depended on fitting in. So right. that is, I mean, we've, we spoke about this at, at the retreats is 98% of people have the same two fears. And, and that is one of them, fear of abandonment. What happens right. if other people judge me? What happens if I'm not accepted? Um, the other one is fear of inadequacy. So <laughs> that one strikes real for me too. Um, <laughs> But, right, I know. But but that is a very big one. And it it goes to something else, too, is that it's really interesting right now. Did you know that at least in 2019, this is when I discovered this, um, the number one most popular course at Harvard, you know, Harvard was how to be happy. That was the most popular course. It, it, and you can look across universities that have this type of positive psychology or this type of course. It will always be the number one course. And what they're finding wow. is that, oh, yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, what they're finding is that more and more people actually have a very real fear of happiness. We've, uh, we've habitualized yeah. scarcity and fear and inadequacy and abandonment and all the other, the worry, the stress, we've so habitualized it. We are scared of being happy because we have this story that then when we're happy, something bad will happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Which something bad will happen. It's life. (laughs) I don't want to be like, you know, Debbie Downer here, but something bad will happen right? Like I had a coach once. It's not because you're happy or not happy. It's just, yeah, I can't be too happy. Something bad will happen. No, that's not how it works. Um, but I, I had a coach one time say, um, 
the problem you have isn't the problem. Most of the time, the problem is that you think you shouldn't have any problems. It's expectation. That like wow, it's the yeah. expectation of how things should be going that causes yeah. us to not enjoy what's right in front of us. It's what causes us to not be happy is this expectation that it should somehow be different or it should somehow go one way versus another. So if we have the expectation that there shouldn't be any problems, we're going to be miserable because there will always be something that's going not how we want it to go. Right. Right. <laughs> so right. when, you know, while we were discussing this, I love that you, you know, shared the the Brody moment, right? That if you're worried about what other people are thinking, you're missing that moment that's right in front of you. And right. and I do the same thing. Um, I've done the same thing. I don't I'm aware of it. <laughs> aware of it and it's a practice at this point, but um I I have done the similar thing, but with that fear of inadequacy tied to it. I'm I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing that I enjoy, but while I'm doing it, I'm thinking about the next time I do it, it should be better. It's not good enough mm-hmm. because it's not like blank, blank, blank. It's not, you know, all all the reasons it's not enough because when you don't think you're enough, nothing is ever enough. And because you're spinning in your head about all the other things, you're not present to what's actually going on. And right. and I've I've shared, well, with Kelly before, with other people in, in real life. But when we did our first retreat last September, September 2020, you know, I've shared I've wanted to do retreats for over a decade. I've I've wanted to do it for so long. And I really, really intentionally intentionally. Uh, I really, really just became present to what was going on. And it's so funny because in, in hindsight, I think I said this to you, like after we wrapped the retreat on Sunday was like, because of the work I've been doing to be fully present and to recognize like things that I do that I'm really proud of, regardless if other people think it's a big deal, like it's a big deal to me. Okay. And I'm really proud of it. (laughs) But our first day of the retreat, we're out in the woods and it's like pouring down rain, right? We had to adapt. We couldn't do the things outside that we had planned on doing. Right. That would have like sent me into a tailspin before because I'm so worried about other pe- what other people would think about the retreat not going down exactly how I thought it would go down. They don't really care. And that's right. that's the funny thing is that even when you say like what will other people think if I'm playing with Brody? I promise you, they may judge you for about 2 to 5 seconds and then they're going to move on worrying about the own stuff in their heads. They right. don't really care. Right? Exactly. exactly. So now I'm putting more like, well, me in that situation, but people in general, you're putting more stake or whatever in what that other person is going to think for three seconds versus how you're going to feel mm-hmm. having that fun moment with my son or at the retreat or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, 
why are you putting so much on this, on basically a stranger, Mm -hmm. what they might think for three seconds. And let's be real. They're not going to think anything. They, they may very well judge you for a moment, but that doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and I, what you're saying and, and this happens all the time is what we're really saying in those moments is that other people's opinions are more important than our own experience of our own life. Think how messed up that is. Crazy is that. (laughs) Makes no sense whatsoever. Like when you, when you, frame it like that. It's like, what the hell? That makes no sense. Yeah. What, you know, in that moment, what you think, what, what you think someone else is thinking is more important, more important than the joy that will come for Brody, for you. Right. right? (laughs) Like, and and because we think they're going to think something of us, which is also projection. I'm worried I'm I'm going to prejudge this person because I'm scared they're going to judge. Well, you're thinking they're judging you because you're judging you. <laughs> like, right. I do the same thing. <laughs> like it's so clumsy. And and that's the funny thing about it. Like Jim, my coach, Jim Fortin, Kelly's heard me talk about Jim 800 times and you know, he gives us he gives us these comfort zone challenges. Right. And he also gives us the three hour of silence thing. I've talked about that. Um, (laughs) But the comfort zone challenges, there's, you know, it's, it's things that like challenge your beliefs about what you can and can't do. Right. Because if we're constantly staying in our comfort zone, we're staying in the safety that we know we're not growing. And if we're not growing, how do we expect things to change? And one of the comfort zone challenges that literally makes me like, uh, make it, for those of you not watching that, it makes me sick to my stomach. Um, <laughs> but she just kind of like a it's a vomit face, face <laughs> with bubbles in my tummy. Um, but the comfort zone challenge, the one you know, there's some that it's like um, give strangers hugs, right? This is pre 2020, but just go up and give strangers yeah. hugs. Like I don't have a problem with that. I like I really don't. Um, one of them was like um, go into a store, whether it be like test drive a Porsche or test drive, you know, the dream high-end car or go in and try on jewelry that you tell yourself you could never have, right? Those kind of things because it brings up the subconscious stories that you have. I could never have a ring like this, a necklace like this. I would never wear this because this necklace means blah, 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 right? Test driving a car, you know, sometimes there's stories about what we think about people who drive that type of car, or we don't trust ourselves to to be in that car, right? So it brings up all this stuff. But the one that just blah, to me is <laughs> lay down in public for five minutes. Lay down. Lay down in a busy public spot for five minutes. So think like the first thing that comes to mind for me is laying down outside the Apple store. 
right? Like even just saying it makes me nervous. Like on the sidewalk? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, our Apple, one of the Apple stores is in the mall. Just go lay down in the mall, you know, outside the Apple store. Right. All the stuff that it brings up and it's not necessarily like, oh, the sidewalk is dirty. That bothers me. If I'm being really honest, that's not what bothers me. Well, that's good because the first thing that came up for me was, ew. Right. Like, there's some people that are like, well, I took my coat and I laid down and then I can go home and I can wash my coat, you know, like that sort of uh, thing, right? What bothers me is what other people are going to think when they walk by me, right? Yeah, that's yeah. really what bothers me. That's really what makes me so anxious and nervous about it. And from everybody that's done it, the, the the extent of the extent of anything is, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's the extent of what comes out of it. <laughs> One girl said it was really funny. The security guard came up and was like, hey, what are you doing? And she just said, oh, I'm just taking a break, getting a new perspective on things. Right. And she goes, okay. Are you comfortable with that man over there that's videotaping you? And it was her husband oh. who was doing because we had to turn it in. Right? <laughs> so you're okay. You're not passing out. You're not sick. You're not like you're okay. There's a stranger yeah. videotaping you. Is that okay? You know, are you okay? She's like, yeah, that's my husband. But everyone else, if they say anything, they go, what are you doing? And then they go, okay. Yeah. And they go on with their lives. A couple people have had people go, huh, and lay down next to them. Oh. Now, how cool is that? It would be very interesting. Right? So, yeah. Do you want to do this challenge when I'm home? (laughs) For those of you not watching live, um, you know the emoji with the big eyes and the open mouth? That's what Kelly just did. (laughs) You're like scared up. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm like, you want to go to the park and lay down in the middle of the park? I'm all No, <laughs> that's the thing. You can't just lay down in a park because you're letting yourself off the hook, right? We're not actually facing the comfort zone there. <laughs> right? But this is this all comes back to that. Like, what? What are we robbing ourselves of because we're scared? Because we're 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 scared of something 10, 10 years down the road, 10 months down the road, 10 days down the road, that we're not being fully present to what's actually going on. And that's the funny thing that I always come back to about about happiness and joy and fun is that we often think of it as something external to us. It's something we do. It's something we, we need to participate in certain things in order to have, in order to maintain or obtain, but it's not right. It's an internal way of being. Jim always says happiness is a factory setting. Happiness is a factory setting. Yeah. We 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 get out of that factory setting when we start placing happiness and joy on things outside of ourselves. Right. So when we can stop, as you said, all the stuff in our heads, 
right? Worrying about what other people think, worrying about what might happen. We rob ourselves of being happy. We rob ourselves of being in that space, in that energy. Because I guarantee you, like, I have, I, I am in joy while we're recording these podcasts, right? Yeah, and it's, same. it's technically work. Right? Right. I'm working right now, right? still experiencing joy, right? right? And I go for yeah. my walks and I do my workouts and I may not, you know, be like thrilled about it in the moment. Kelly knows, like, I'll come up and be like, hey, look, I already did teasers today. We're not doing them anymore. And she's like, oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> We're gonna. I already did push up. I already did. I already did these today. She's like, "Well, you're gonna do them again, uh, right?" But I'm still bringing joy to what I'm doing because I truly am in those moments, being like, "Wow, look at my body. I'm exhausted, and look what it's still doing." Right. Right. And I can choose to focus on. I really hate doing push ups, or I can choose to focus on. Hey, look at my body's doing it. Right. And, and that's the, that's the, those, those, again, it comes back to the expectations. I think it, Buddha was said, you know, suffering or attachment is the root of all suffering. And if we, attachment is, is those expectations, the way we think the outcome should be, the way we think things should go, how, who, all of those things are those expectations. And those expectations are what robs us of our joy and our peace and our happiness right now. Right. Right. That's an inside job. Yeah. Oh, that I was just thinking that exact verbiage when you were talking about that, I'm like, it's an inside job. Joy, it's an inside job. And I, you know, it's something I say to my 18 year old daughter (laughs) all the time that other things and people cannot make you happy. Cats make you happy. (laughs) I couldn't help myself because I just saw that meme. I think I sent you that meme, didn't I? I just saw a meme the other day that said, like, really wants a cat. I know. She <laughs> I know. That's why I couldn't help myself. going to make her happy is a cat. <laughs> um, but this, I should send it to Hannah. But this meme said, like, if you're not happy with yourself, you will never be happy in a relationship. Relationships don't make you happy. Cats make you happy. <laughs> I should send that to her. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say that if she had a cat, she might be more pleasant to live with. But, However, <laughs> but the root doesn't go away. Right. But the fact that she is unhappy, you know, internally is totally different. Like there's nothing external is ever going to fix that. It's like that's something that you have to come to on your own, which is a hard thing to do. And Sometimes it takes a long time. Yeah. It, and, you know, and I think, you know, that clarification between like happiness and contentment, right? Yeah. Like contentment, look, I mean, semantics, some people, uh, you know, I would say happiness is the the long term contentment is, is temporary. 
some people will feel the exact opposite. Like contentment is yay. You know, things are good. I'm content with the way things are. And that happiness comes in temporary things, right? Now, I'm a cat person. I'm an animal person. I will always love and be happy with my animals, you know, but it also makes you look at these things that you rely on for happiness or contentment is short lived. For example, I have my iPhone 7, iPhone 8. I don't even know what number we're on, right? But I know that the happiness I had the day I got that phone is not the same happiness I have today with that phone. Right, right. If your level of happiness changes based on the newness, it's not happiness, it's contentment or vice versa, whichever, you know, whichever way you want to look at it, semantics wise. You know, so if your happiness is short lived, it's, it's a temporary high. You will always chase the high. Yes. Right. So we want to start looking at like, Hmm, how can I be in that state? Letting go of expectations all the time. Right now I'm not there. I'm not there. (laughs) Well, and that's, and it's not also not to say that things aren't going to come up that cause you to be unhappy, right. whatever that's because that's life. Yeah. You're human. Yeah. You're human. Welcome. But, <laughs> but having that internal happiness, your inside job helps you handle something that comes up that would make you unhappy. So if your happiness, like you said, is based on something external, and that's the only way you find your happiness, well, guess what happens when something bad happens? You can't handle it. Yeah. And and that's the other thing too, like you, like you said, is just because you're happy, it doesn't mean you're going to be happy all the time. It doesn't mean you're not going to experience negative, quote unquote, negative emotions. No, you're a human. But that's the thing about emotions is that emotions come and go. They're fluid, Right. right? So when we stop thinking of happiness or joy as an emotion that comes and goes, if we start thinking of it as a way of being, Right. That allows us that space to go like, ooh, this, this, I'm, I'm experiencing sadness right now. I'm experiencing anger right now. I'm experiencing resentment. I'm experiencing like all of those things. I'm experiencing some fear right now. That is very different because of those two magic words at the end. Right now. Yeah. Right. So joy doesn't have to be something that sometimes we have. What if it's a way that we show up? It's a way that we bring. Now, the other side of that is also to be able to recognize when you're in that feeling, when you are experiencing that space, how 
do you become that? How do you practice that? And oftentimes it's exactly what Kelly said in the beginning is we got to get out of our heads to do that. You know, what, what if true joy is simply being you, right? We take away the expectation that it has to be something grand and exuberant and, you know, uh, like exciting, Right. What if, what if, and that's, that's why gratitude plays such a big part in this, right? When we can have gratitude for the everyday things, the things we do every day, that's when we start to be in joy, be in happiness because wow, some of these things are really great. I mean, I, I, I have a gratitude journal. I write in it every night. It's not something, I I mean, I started that, I started really doing it and consistently doing it in March. I've consistently done it every single night since March, since I started in March. And it's, it's so cool. Some of the things that like come out in it. So even just last night when I, cause I do it before I go to bed, um, you know, it was like, I'm really happy for clean water. I'm really happy that I can flush my toilet. I can take showers. I can wash dishes. I am so grateful for the refrigerator that keeps my food fresh a little longer. (laughs) These are things that I often would take for granted. Instead, I would be like, I hate the stupid refrigerator. Why is the water thing on the inside of the fridge? That makes zero sense. I have to open the door to get water and then leave the door open while I fill my water. You know, this is the stupidest fridge ever, right? But also just ignoring the fact that like I have this giant box that lets me keep food in it for days and days and days, right? It's like, how cool is that? Yeah. And I do every other day, I do a gratitude meditation. Is it the same one I do? I don't know. It's Yogi oh, Brian. No, I don't okay. know. The guy. But the thing I love the most, so he makes you pause for three minutes and you say everything you're grateful for, everything, <laughs> all the things, all the people, all the things. Um, and then the, my favorite thing that he says is at towards the end is attitude of gratitude. Move through your day with an attitude of gratitude. And it like it's something to be said to think about that just that saying throughout the day, attitude of gratitude. Because you have an attitude of gratitude, it it will change your day. If you just look, like you said, the refrigerator, instead of looking at the things that are not perfect about this refrigerator and being grateful that you have a refrigerator, you like you feel better about that refrigerator and the things inside of it. And right? absolutely. And, and to add you know, to compound that, I think the, there's even such a gift in being able to look at our challenges with gratitude. Like that becomes the next step, right? Like what is here for me in this circumstance? What is here for me to learn? What is here for me to grow by going through this circumstance 
what what can I learn and what will help me expand, evolve, and grow in this challenge, yeah. right? Like that's kind of the next step. But yeah. how often that's another that's a whole different <laughs> podcast. Um, you yeah. know, but there there have been times too in these you know, in this, this time that I've been doing that where, you know, you just have the day from hell and sitting down and making myself write the gratitudes, the whole, like, it's a whole page. I just like write the whole page. That's my thing. And sitting down and going like, no, I'm going to find, find the good stuff in here. I'm going to make myself see the good around me. Because again, that that reptilian survival brain—it's—it's it's made to see the dangers. It's made to see the negative. It's that's—it's to keep you alive. You got to be hyper aware of the dangers, right? But now we 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 let that take over too often, and we look at all the ways things are going wrong or not how we want them to be. Expectations, and we miss everything else how how often do you miss the good the joy the moments right in front of you because your head is somewhere else because you're not present and imagine imagine how different your life could be if you became more present to the joy the happiness the fun the play how like how different would your life be? Right. I, I saw a sign one time that said, you know, what if tomorrow you only woke up with the things you gave thanks and gratitude for today? Ooh. How different would you approach your day? Right. You know, um, and I think I think those are really powerful, powerful questions, like really take some time to think like, how different would my life be? Right. If I, if I stopped caring about what other people thought, how, how would you show up differently if you stopped caring about what other people thought and you allowed yourself to play? If you allowed yourself to rest, if you allowed yourself, you know, to just simply yeah. experience joy and go through your day in gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. I love it. Yeah. I think I think the next step too I want to leave people with is what's your what's your playlist? What's your fun list? What's your joy list? Yeah. What's your gratitude list? You know? Again, when we're in it, when we're in the in the park, right? And there's people watching. How do you remind yourself to let go? If you're in a really crappy day, what are some things you can do to get you back to your factory setting of peace and joy? You know, if, if, if getting back to peace and joy and happy is going to require someone else, we may be in crap for a while, right? But if we can do it for ourselves, right? So I encourage you to to make that list, make the joy list, make the playlist, right? And it may very well be a playlist of favorite songs that get me pumped, right? 
And it may be, I'm going to go do my gratitude. I have several. Uh, and it may be, I'm going to go put myself in timeout for 10 minutes and do a gratitude meditation or hypnosis. Mm-hmm. But what happens in those moments, the more we practice that, the more we start to tap in that innate internal feeling where we start to go, oh, wait, I don't need the playlist. I can just tap into my thoughts that give me in that space. Yeah. Woo. It's a lot. I'm going to go play now. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, hear my son, I hear my son outside. I think I might go outside. And play. <laughs> that, that outside or actually outside? No, he's actually outside. I hear actually outside. outside. Is he pl- chasing ducks? No, they're probably playing baseball. He's very into baseball right now. So. He's moved on to basketball? No, he does both. Okay. <laughs> Is he fishing? He goes to play. He's not fishing right now. I He's playing baseball, I'm pretty sure. He's been swinging the bat. You put a Cubs hat on him, right? And not a Yankees hat? Oh, he's got Cubs. Okay. <laughs> Don't let his dad take that over. <laughs> he's got He's but. a kabanky. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> and someday he'll grow up and decide for himself. And but right now. But right now he is playing. And we're gonna all go play. We'll too. all go play. Hey, yay. I mean, we record these on Friday, so happy Friday. Everybody go play, but we release these on Tuesdays. It's happy hour for me. I know, so. right? That's also what makes her happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but you'll be, these get released on Tuesdays, but whatever day you're listening to this or watching this, go play. Go have some go fun. Play. Go experience your life. Experience your life that you are living um, it's, it's your life. You should go enjoy it. Don't worry about what other people are thinking. And I promise you, it will make all the difference, It'll make all the difference yep. in the way that you show up and be in your life. So have a great day, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye. All right. Bye. If you have questions, we're here to help. Send us an email. Is there something you'd like to dive into deeper or learn more about? send us an email. You can reach us at permissiontoexploreretreats.com. If you want content like this daily, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Permission to Explore Retreats, as well as our personal handles, Kelly Pilates, that's K-E-L-L-I-E Pilates, and Coach Lindsay Swan is Coach underscore Lindsay underscore Schwan. If you type in coach underscore Lindsay with an E underscore S, it'll come up. I know it's a lot. I'm sorry. Lastly, a request, if you would, please leave a review or a positive, empowering, helpful comment and share with those who you think will find value. If you find value, others will too. We're on a mission to help women just like you step into their personal power and experience more joy in life. Just imagine the impact we can have together simply by sharing. We truly appreciate you being here. Thank you so much.